I'm Dwayne Brummett, he's Ali Alborigo, and this is the School Owner Talk Podcast. Hello once again, Dwayne Brummett with Ali Alborigo. Nice to be with you, sir. Nice to be with you as well, man. How's everything going? Good, good. You know, just uh, finishing up, playing cleanup, uh, follow up, and uh, dress up <laughs> with regards to all of our uh, um, buddy buddy bash people that came in for the you know the uh, martial arts appreciation month. How did you do on that? What were your final numbers? Well, I had posted something about having 179 people at our main location, and uh, after going through. Um, some of those people were duplicates. So about, I don't know, 22 or 23 of them were actually duplicates, meaning that they um, had so much fun on the first day. They came back. They they registered for the second. So, but still over, you know, over a hundred and over 150, you know. That's amazing. And and now is to see how many you convert. But even so, like if you did 10, right? Conservatively 10% or 17, I mean, 17, right? That's just a value. That's invaluable for the time and effort you put in. And it injects a lot of excitement into the school, right? And it gets people talking, even non-members talking about it and so on. So I think it's phenomenal. I I didn't do nearly as well. I think I ended up with about 35. Mm -hmm. Um, So far though, I think I signed two of them up already to official yearly programs. So in my opinion, I, I mean, I'd love to have more, but in my opinion, I'm happy. Like anything I do that brings in new students that officially sign up, I'm good with it. Well, we've got four. We did sign up four people um, on a regular membership, even though we said, look, you get four weeks free. Right. You know, and they're like, yeah, we just want to sign up. So we went ahead and gave them the four weeks. Right. But but they're, they, they signed up early, basically. That's outstanding. So, I mean, yeah. that's what we're looking for. And, and you know, again... Isn't that interesting? Like this is, you know, of course we're doing every other piece of marketing that we could be doing, but these little grassroots things that have been around for 25, 30 years in in our industry, buddy weeks, VIP passes, all those things are still hopping and popping. Like why, why did some people stop doing it? Well, and look to, I don't want to say in your defense, but in your defense, this was your first year running this. Yeah. And like our first year, last year, we did 66 people. You did 50 some. Right. So now this year, us doing 150 some, maybe next year when you do it, you might be over 100. You know what well, I mean? I, I would hope so. And I and I have to say, like, you did more than I did when it came to the, the theme of it. You know, the Martial Art Appreciation Month. I mean, I hand that handouts, which you very like fill in what a black belt means to you. What does a black belt look like to you? We talked about things during class. I honestly don't feel like we had that hype behind it. We had more hype over bring the buddies in and the T-shirts than we did on the overall theme of the month. I tell you, those T-shirts, I had people going, are you going to order those? Like we want to buy them. Right. (laughs) I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, and by the way, I said this before, like, you know, we always talk about, hey, what, what could we what could we give away? And then how much is it going to cost us? Is the layout going to be worth the return? But so we flipped the script on that and we got sponsors to cover the T-shirt. And now I have 
I probably have had, I ordered like a 122, a gross of whatever a gross of t-shirts is. And, um, I gave out maybe like 30 or 40 or whatever it was. So I still have them for next year as well. If I wanted to do the same shirts and I may, I may try to incorporate somehow giving that out on buddy days. Anyway, if maybe we have another buddy day next month, I'll go, Hey, listen, here's a t-shirt. Even though you didn't do it last month, you know, try to get more and more people wearing them as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I was, a I was ecstatic. Uh, my staff was ecstatic. My Good. front end program, program directors were overworked. Um, <laughs> you right. know, but I think everybody had a great experience. And then lastly, with regards to this, even if we did not sign up anyone, right. Um, the exposure that it gave us also the list. Now our list is, is a lot bigger. And now we have what we have talked about in our podcasts before is spider legs to market to. So we have birthday parties, we have day camps, we've got, um, we have our zombie wars coming up. I mean, we've got so many things that, you know, they can take part in that they may not do the regular martial arts, but they might do these other activities. Yeah. That, that was one thing that you pointed out, which I should remember, but I forgot where you said, Hey, you know, we get 150 leads they may not all become students, but there is potential for them to do other things, whether it be summer camp, birthday parties, uh, uh, individual bully day, like there's a million other spots. So this is where I think a lot of school owners fall short. They think a lead is just a lead for martial art classes. And if they don't buy right away, they disregard that lead as a, as a dead lead. But as you pointed out, there's a host of other things that you could be selling to yeah, and I know this isn't a part of our conversation today, but quickly, let me add to that, is I, if we would just look at a lead as a relationship, mm-hmm. that's what those that's what they are. All those right. leads are relationships. So the more people that know you and you're connected with, the more opportunities I think you have. And if you think about yeah. that, that's true in almost anything that you do in life. Mm-hmm. The more people that you know and they have good interactions with you, yeah. um, the more opportunities those present uh, in totality. Yeah, I, I've had that happen many times where they go, oh, I was recommended by the Who's Who Watches family, right, or whatever. Oh, I don't know them. Oh, well, they said they came for a, a party or they came for a this or that, and they recommended you. So their experience was good. They just didn't join for whatever reason, money, time, or not, not interesting to them but they, they know the other person that was interested and you came up first. You were the FOMA, right? FOMA, front of mind awareness to them. And they said, oh, go to Long Island and Jitsu centers or go to TriStar Martial Arts. Yep, exactly. All right, so our topic today is very cool. Like it's called the scarcity stack, discovering the only two ways to use scarcity in your martial art marketing or marketing ethically, plus the five ways to get more customers. So why don't you get started and explain to people what we're talking about? Because, again, this is not just a podcast of us just jibber jabbering. These are effective topics that could, if you implement them into your school, it could really make a difference. So I look at our podcast as more as an educational forum versus a way to kill an hour for something interesting. Yeah, so the two ways, um, the two ways basically is the first is, is scarcity. And um, so you have scarcity and urgency, which are two totally different things. Right. But scarcity really is the, um, what is that? 
I saw that too. Balloons. I don't know. <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah, there's a new thing on Facebook when people comment, I think, that I just wrote, say hello when you sign in, and the balloons must have went from that. Not What's sure. That? What is this? Did you see weird, that right? little thumbs up thing? No, I don't. That is weird. Okay, anyways, um, maybe if I do that and see what happens. I don't know. But anyhow, um, so you have scarcity and you have urgency. Um, urgency, rich, uh, or excuse me, scarcity really is... Um, just has to do with the number of units or bodies for us right uh on the mat so um you know yes you can say like uh like you, you wouldn't say this you wouldn't say that we can only house uh, uh you know um 10 like 10 people you right. know uh or i mean you would say excuse me you would say um you we can only take 10 people people right that would be a better way of saying, you know, I can only take 10 people for my three and four year old class, or I can right. only take 10 people for yeah. my five and six or, or, or whatever, instead of saying, you know, um, th that, that, you know, we're, we're, uh, we, like we can only service 10 people or we, you right. know what I mean? Right. Um, so that's one way that we can use scarcity in our marketing is just say that, um, you know, look, we only take 10 people per month. Mm -hmm. uh, five of them are in this category, six of them are, you know, uh, four of them are in this category and one's in this category. Like that's one way that you can use that scarcity, um, which I think when you do that, I, I know for us, when we, when we utilize um, the scarcity tactic correctly, right. It, it creates this, it creates this um, fear of missing out. Yeah. But now that's, the other FOMA, FOMO. Not, of, not yeah, FOMO, fear of missing out. That's yeah. a big thing in colleges. But the, the, the other part of scarcity can also be the fact that, you know, we need to educate the people that are looking into our programs for martial arts is they're, they're, they're really going to miss out the longer they wait for their child to get involved in martial arts or, for them, the longer they wait for themselves to get in to martial right. arts, the longer they are postponing the benefits that their child can receive. Right. And the younger that they get their child into martial arts, the easier it is for us to create those benefits, you know, for their child. So, right. you know, teaching their child how to have the confidence, shoulders back, eyes forward, shaking hands, looking people in the eyes, mm. standing up and talking in front of a group, teaching eventually, like those take time. Right. And it's a lot easier to introduce your child to those things, the younger they are. And right. so I think sometimes we, we look at scarcity as just a number saying that, you know, look, we can only take 10 people. Right. Um, but I think we sometimes miss the boat in our marketing with regards to explaining scarcity or, or again, FOMO, you know, right. <laughs> fear of missing right. out if we don't take action now, because as they get older, it's going to be harder to change those bad habits. or it's going to be harder to introduce those new concepts because as we all know, the older we get, the more we get set in our ways. Right. So before we go into anything else, what do you have to say on that? 
Well, it's interesting. It reminds me of, remember the old TV commercials for smoking and they would show pictures of people with throat cancer and voice boxes and all these bad things that have happened after smoking. And they found that people would automatically tune those things out. They, it didn't affect them smokers at all. They changed the campaign to be about the father walking his little daughter around. And then all of a sudden now she's a bride and walking her down the aisle. And it says smoking can, you know, I don't know the exact wording, but smoking will eliminate this happening. So there was an emotional connection that wasn't based on the person. So what you're saying is great because you said, you mentioned that, you know, a parent would have a better child, a better, they'd have more tools, more benefits when they get older by being in the martial arts. Now that might connect um, mentally, spiritually with that parent or even a student when you show them the reality of it. Right. But if you just say, you know, cause parents nowadays could do anything. They, if they don't do martial arts, they could do baseball, t-ball, soccer, a million other activities, swimming, horseback riding. I didn't have that stuff when I was a kid. Like we just like had that. baseball, little league, and then martial arts. Those are the only, I don't remember little league football. They didn't have soccer. Not that I knew of at all, but I mean, nowadays they, you know, they quit karate. And they could do anything. I just had a parent, a grandparent call me yesterday and told me that they're not going to be renewing the kid. And um, I tried to talk to her about the benefits. She says, yeah, but my daughter, who a grandmother pays for the lesson, but the daughter doesn't care. She's like, it doesn't matter if he doesn't go. He doesn't show any enthusiasm ever to go. How old do you think this kid is? He's four. I'm like, what do you think he's going to be at the door with his bag filled, ready to go, going, I'm going to karate today? They don't even know what's going on. But this is the mindset nowadays. So we got to really, what you're saying is we got to tap into, right, that emotional side. Yeah, absolutely. The other the other thing with regards to scarcity, too, is, um, you know, when we talk about value adds, you know, so if you're giving out the four week free trial, two week free trial or a paid trial, whatever it is, stacking different things with regards to that. So for instance, it might be for a period of time that you're offering a, um, you know, a, uh, a free PDF file or booklet that you've done um, on bullying, let's just right. say, which right. would be a great thing for uh, October or even back to school, September, but then it needs to be changed. But allowing that um, you know, making that product in, in, in such a way that it, you know, you're, you're only going to allow it to be, uh, given out during that time period. So a back to school special would include the four weeks free, a free bully buster guide, um, you know, a free uniform, like whatever it is, but then, then, you know, at whatever time it ends, like that ends. And then you come up with a new promotion. It could still be a four weeks free, but you need to look at the different value adds that you can give during that time frame that you would not normally give during any other time frame. Does that kind of make sense? Totally makes sense. I think that there, you know, seasonal advertising, right, drums up seasonal emotion, right? You know, now, especially as we get towards the holidays, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, those are, you know, three or four vital months where people are having emotional 
questions about themselves. Am I eating too much? Do I want to diet? You know, what New Year's resolution? Let's buy the kids a gift that means something for the holidays. They're all tied into these seasonal things. So I agree with you on that. Now, that being said, we still need to also utilize scarcity Mm -hmm. with our own clients. So I'll give you a for instance. We just did that with the National Martial Arts Appreciation Month. Right. We had 200 T-shirts. So it's first come, first serve. Right. And, you know, you weren't guaranteed a T-shirt, but you needed to get a friend and bring a friend in and... And, you know, for the first two days, actually for the first three days, we were pretty good. It was the yeah. fourth day. It was the fourth day by the end of the week where we ran out of T-shirts. Oh, wow. Great. Yeah. I, mean, I had people wanting us to order more and they oh, will we'll, we'll buy them. Like, I mean, right. that's so don't just think of scarcity with regards to getting new clients in. But what can I how can I utilize ethically scarcity with my own clients as well? Right. I like it. So that's the first one is scarcity. The second one uh, is urgency. Uh, Simply put, it's just, you know, it's a function of time. This ends when we either A, hit uh, a certain time period or B, it could be a certain amount. So there's only, you know, um, well, I guess that's scarcity. I was going to say there's only 10 left. That's scarcity. But the urgency really is the time frame. And again, utilizing urgency in gaining clients. Um, we, we do that by, you know, uh, maybe there's, there's 30 free passes this month that we're giving out. And once, you know, and, but, uh, but we either go through the 30 or it ends on this date. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but don't just do that with your cl- uh, client or your, your leads. Also, when they come in, don't you utilize urgency? So, yeah. They come in, they have a great class. I don't know if you're, you know, doing a sales presentation after the first or yep. second class, whatever yep. it is for us, it's actually after the fourth class um, or during the fourth class is when we do it. But there's urgency uh, to do that. And even our onboarding videos talk about the urgency where, you know, we have, you know, we have a uh, an enrollment conference already set up. They're going to come into that enrollment conference already knowing that they need to make a decision on that day if they want to save money and get a free uniform. And so there's there's some um, uh, scarcity, but then the urgency is to take advantage of it at that time, because if they don't take advantage of it at that time, they're going to be paying more. Right. I think urgency and the easiest way to think about this in your mind is like, Scarcity is when at a certain point things are going to be taken away, right? Urgency is more along the lines like let's just pretend, God forbid, a kid in the neighborhood got kidnapped, right? And or they were bullied really bad to the point of something bad happening. That would be urgency for parents. They'd be like, I need to get my kid in right away. Or like, you know, a a woman was abducted or raped or attacked or vice versa. Now we have a self-defense class, right? That's an urgency thing. Kids are going away to college, self-defense class, urgency. There are things that are going to be more, less, less on the, hey, I better buy now because like I'm going to run out of spaces, but more on the emotional connection. Like, have you ever seen, uh, they have some funny videos on, I don't know if you're a social media guy, but I watch Instagram all the time. And um, 
they have like the logic of the wife's spending habits. Like if I don't buy this now, I'm not going to get my $20 off. But he's like, it's $200. And he's like, yeah, but it's really only 180. He's like, but you don't need it. But no, no, if I don't get it, I'm wasting $20. No, you're spending 180, like that kind of mindset. So that urgency is about that, you know? Well, that's what Kohl's does with their Kohl's cash. Yeah. Because I can't tell you how many times I've heard my wife go, I got $20 Kohl's cash that's yep. going to end today. Yep. And you got to go buy something because God forbid it ends, right? But there's the scarcity and the urgency combined. Perfect example, right? Of what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And then um, I, I <clears throat> urgency is so powerful. And I, I fell upon this one time with regards to, because we do summer t-shirts. We do a summer t-shirt sale. And there was one summer, this was years ago, maybe 10 years ago, uh, eight years ago, whatever it was. And I was a little lazy in getting the marketing out. I was a lot lazy. Yeah. And I actually had about three days left to get um, pre-sales because I needed to turn my order in. Right. So I could get them in time before, obviously, uh, summer. So I did a three-day sale. Basically, it was, you know, uh, you know, from, what was it? A Tuesday afternoon is when I launched it, all the way up until that, that Friday at noon is when I, actually 11.59 a.m. is when I closed it. Right. And I sold more shirts in that three-day time period than I did in past years of, you know, doing a, a two-week sale. Or right. a three week sale. Yeah. So ever since then, I I only do a four four to four to three day sale, and that's it. Right. And it's like, look, you got to buy it this week. There's not going to be any extra. Mm -hmm. um, and if you don't, you miss out. Yeah, you know who's really good at this stuff is dance studios, right? They will have uh, uh, you know spring enrollment. And then once it's done, you can't get in the school. I mean, you probably could, but everyone is running to the school to sign up. They also do that with their recitals. I remember going and standing on like a good hour and a half line. The tickets opened at 9 a.m. on a Saturday morning. The line wrapped around the building roll like, like going to a rock concert just to get tickets to go to the recital. And because once they were sold out, they were sold out. And most definitely every recital was sold out. So yeah. you knew like you had to go and get them like that happens like with, you know, like Taylor Swift is the master of, of ticket sales. Like they, people are like wait, sleeping in tents online overnight, sometimes two nights in a row tailgating and, you know, doing that kind of stuff just to get the tickets. Cause they're going to be gone. And once they're gone, they're thousands, some parent, some father, I read on the, on the internet, he paid $10,000 to get two or three tickets for his kids. 10 grand to go see Taylor Swift because that urgency and that, you know, that desire, right? Well, the FOMO, I mean, the fear of missing out and not being part of that. I mean, it's yep. crazy. Yeah. But we've got to be careful as uh, business owners on using scarcity and urgency. Make mm -hmm. sure that, you know, when the, when the sale ends or when the, the thing runs out or whatever it is, it's out. Yeah. Like I, no I, more. I, I almost get a certain sense of satisfaction when I have a cutoff date and everyone waits to the last minute and they're like, Hey, can Johnny go? I'm like, I'm sorry. Well, I'll put you on a wait list in case someone calls sick, you know, but I kind of feel like, Hey, why'd you wait so long? And, and 
that's becoming more and more prevalent nowadays too, to wait till the last minute. It's almost like my friend used to say when we were younger, when he was dating, he said dating was all about uh, being with someone until you find someone else come along that's better, right? Like, so that was his concept of dating. Like in the last minute, that's what people wait. Like, what if something better comes along? that my kid would want to do more. I'm not going to commit now. That's right. like the fear of commitment for the classes. There's a lot of people that are like, oh, I don't know if I could commit for the year. I'm like, but you want us to commit all our talent and time and energy, and you're not willing to commit over a period of time to see the changes in your child? Then what's the sense, right? Yeah. That's again. So that's great, though. I love this stuff. I think that that's powerful. I think that this whole scarcity. What is the stack? Could you explain that? Like we talked about scarcity. Is it like a few different items in scarcity that, you know, on top of each other? Yeah. Or you, you stack it, meaning like you, um, you, you, you stack the scarcity part, but you can also, like you had talked about, put the urgency in there. So not only is there a limited number, but then there's also a time. So for instance, we can take up to 10, but after X day, it's done. Right. Right. You know, but and then also and then you're, you're missing out if you on the the uh, benefits that's where you get the uh the uh the ethical marketing in it like you're telling them hey listen buy now because if we don't have spots you're going to miss out on all of these benefits and here are the benefits yeah and then also stacking uh the scarcity with regards to if you're giving you know like on one of my ads i i give um uh, I give out one of my my books in a PDF form when they when they register too. So there's an opportunity for them to not only get the four weeks free, but also get the book. Um, but that's not on every single ad. You know right. what I mean? Right. There's only on specific ads, and I run that at specific times. I love it. So yeah. So um, you know whether it's a time frame with uh, you know I, I'm, we're only accepting this many. And then adding value to they get a free uniform or they get the PDF or they get a, you know, uh, I know some people where some schools you get, you know, two weeks free and one 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 on one private lesson or like whatever, just value stacking all of that. Hmm. But having a time frame, having a number and then taking it away, honestly taking it away and then doing something different. Not that you can't bring it back a month from now or two months from now or whatever, but you do need to, uh, you do need to do that. And my good friend, um, he changed his entire brand of his school to be this very elite training center, right? Like he wants to only have a certain type of student in his school and he will review and talk to parents and see what they think. Like, yeah, well, let's, we could find the time to bring them in between this, 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 and this. And he says, you know what? I don't think, this is going to work out because we want people who are committed to our program. We don't want to be at the bottom of the totem pole. We want to be at the top so that we can help you help your child. So he takes it away. And now they're like, wait, 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 maybe we can, you know, move this or move that or not do two or three or four more, ex- you know, activities. Yeah. And that's what Dan Sullivan, um, he's uh, the creator of strategic coach. That's what he calls a, a being the buyer. Mm. You know, we, if you're not the buyer, then, then, you know, uh, the other person is right. You control the the conversation, but they're in, you have Grant Cardone said that as well. It was more like, um, you know, know your client and know what they want 
and then show them how what you have fits their narrative and what what they want. You're not trying to sell them. Like I, I remember having one of my students years and years ago, he had four girls in the office that were dead set on signing up. So I, it, he was new and he was running a dojo on his own for me. And I said, okay, you, you do the sale. And he went, it was like an hour later, I come back in and they're leaving. And I said, what happened? And he goes, oh yeah, they, they want to think about it. He was talking about history and tradition and the culture and the this and the that. And it ended up being a situation where um, he talked them out of the sale. He outsold them and, and made them think because he just bombarded them with way too much information. Yeah. No, you can do that. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. Well, and uh, that goes like goes to uh, Zig Ziglar. You know, he he talked about the fact that, you know, are you a professional talker or are you a professional salesman? Right. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. Eventually, at some point, you got to ask for the sale. The other yes. thing, too, uh, like Zig had talked about is he's got a, a, a wonderful sales system. But one one thing that I had picked up out of one of his sales systems is the fact that and I. And I, I kind of combined what Dan Kennedy was talking about and then also Zig, because Dan was like, you know, look, you need to look in the mirror and 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 say, yeah, you know, the Mrs. Jones, the price of the program was one hundred and sixty nine dollars a month. And, you know, when my program was one sixty nine, like that was a jump for me to go from I think it was like one one thirty to one sixty nine. And um he said, you got to say it with confidence. You just look in the mirror and say it over and over and over again. And then one of the things that Zig talked about in, in overcoming objections is, you know, when somebody goes to you and they say, well, you know, the price of the program is hundred, you know, it's $169 a month, you know, and, and right. Zig was like, you just, you just repeat it, you know, right. Repeat it back to them. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, you I had that issue with a parent this year trying to, they were in our, what we call our black belt club and they wanted to go with the lower plan. But at my purple belt level, purple belt and above, they have to pay uh, 179 a month versus 150. So she kept fighting me on it. She goes, well, we can't be in the black belt club. I said, it doesn't matter. The tuition for purple belts and above is 174. She just refused to hear that. And then she threatened me that she's going to take her kid out. And I said, I'm sorry to see him go. We love him. He's a good kid. But our price are 174 a month. That's it. You know, so and you know it's funny. I find people like $24 will make them dig in their heels versus they'll go out and go to Disneyland and pay $3,800 or go to a restaurant. But they're trying to negotiate well, with you and not think any of the big picture. Yeah. How many, how many $6 cups of coffee are they getting in throughout the week? Yeah. Exactly. Crazy. And if they're right? from your area, if they're from your area, it's nine dollars. It's oh, not yeah. six. <laughs> so. It's crazy. So um so the now, other thing yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, yeah, I was gonna go into the five ways to get more customers. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna ask you. Let's do it. Yeah. So uh basically there's five ways. Um the the one is obviously reaching out to people privately. So you got, you know, cold calling, emails, DMs, you know, all the all that that manual work. And and look, those have to be done. I'm not saying that they should, you know, that they're bad things. They have to right. be done. Right. The second one is uh, make content that actually attracts people to you. Mm. So that could be, you know, a PDF file, of course. But then that also could be a mini course uh, right. that you do online or a mini course that you're doing in-house, you know, a free bully buster, a free self-defense, mm. a, you know, it, so when I say 
make content. It doesn't have to be like we're thinking internet marketing content where right. it's all online, although right. some of it can be. Mm -hmm. um, but you need to make content that appeals and attracts people that you're looking right. to attract. Number three, run paid ads. Simple. And right. if you're a professional martial arts school, all of us should be running uh, uh, paid ads. The next one is to get affiliates or partners. In our cases, it's usually other businesses that we can partner up with and, yeah. and we promote them, they promote us, that type right. of thing. Yeah. So that's number four. And then lastly, number five is customer referrals, which we all know. Mm. One of my biggest things is referrals. I love that. Now, what, what I hope is, is um, well, I, I don't want to say I hope this is eye-opening, but if it is eye-opening, I hope that, that our listeners catch this. If you look at the first four, so the first four, again, is, you know, obviously reaching out to people, doing the cold calls, emails, DMs, those type of things. Second one is making content that attracts people. Third one is running paid ads. And then the fourth one is getting affiliates, right? Getting right. other businesses to help promote you. They're all linear in nature, mm -hmm. meaning um they they are predictable so if i make if i make 10 calls then i know how many customers over time if i keep my stats i know how many customers i'm going i'm going to get if i make different um uh, marketing things or different contents to reach people over time if i keep my stats i know what my return on on those time investments are right, right? Right. If I'm putting in, you know, 500 bucks into ad spend and I'm running my metrics, I can see what that's going to produce. And so it's all it's all a linear um, equation. And so the more I put in, meaning instead of making 10 calls, I do 100 calls. The statistics stay the same. Right. Right. So the more I put in, the more I get out. Those are but those are all in linear um, fashion. Right. Now, the customer referral one, number five, is actually um, a quadratic equation. And so what I mean by that, it, you get exponential return on your investment. So, you know, because one person is not just going to generally tell only one person, they end up one person tells two people, two people. Now, the, now two people tell four people, four people tell eight people. So you can see the exponential uh, return on your investment with that. And so it's different. If you think about that, it's different than the linear equation mm -hmm. um, because you can multiply a lot faster in that. And then the other, the other, the other problem or the other constraint in our business, if you will, is the first four well, let me just say this. The cost of acquiring a customer over time is going to increase. It's just going to because we're going to marketing dollars are going to cost more. Spending time on the phone or emailing people or DMing them are going to cost more. Making content because your time is worth more as time goes on because the costs go up. Your paid ads are going to cost more over time. Right. Why? Because the cost costs always go up in our business, don't right. they? Yeah. We do our best to keep our, our our costs down, but aren't you paying more now for uh, heating and cooling and running? Oh, absolutely. Your yes. I think they said across the board in the U.S. it's up almost 18 percent, all okay. expenditures. So over time, that's all going to go up. And so those are constants in, in our business. That, that's not going to change, by the way. And so what we have to do is we need to have an opposing force 
that really is not linear in nature in nature right one that really contradicts that well the only one that does is the fifth one with regards to customer referrals because in 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 our business we spend that money to get a customer in if we are able to um one service them remarkably two teach them how to tell others right even reward them with regards to that what's going to happen is um that's going to bring and it's always been the case it will always bring our cost of acquisition down right when we do that but if we forego that then you know uh we're going to be paying out the nose all the time so one one easy quick way is on an info call I know they don't happen as often as they used to. Right. But in that phone script, you need to, at the end, simply ask them to bring a friend or a family member that would like to do it with them. Because we found that, you know, students that uh, uh, train with, uh, um, you know, a family or a friend member or a family or a friend actually enjoy it even more. So we need to ask for a referral right there. Second is while right after their first day in their trial, if they, especially if they didn't bring a friend because you didn't have that opportunity because they did everything online together, right? Because when they do it online, it's a little bit more difficult, but once you've established a relationship with them, then you need to, you need to say to them digitally and in person, you know, Hey, looks like you had a great time. Uh, can't wait to see you in the next class. Uh, by the way, do you have a, uh, you know, if you'd like to bring a friend or if you have another family member around your age, like a cousin or brother or sister that would like to do this trial with you, let us know. We'll, we can, uh, you know, set them up. They can come in with you on your next class. You know what, though? I, 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 that just really stemmed in, like, like our idea on the donations page. This brought up a thought for me. Um, when you came up with some ideas on donating and all the stuff that we do. Um, but going back to the referrals, what if like they, we could set up an automatic automation response when they sign up for their first class, our software will remind them the day before and the day of why not immediately when they sign up for the appointment, they get a, Hey, why don't you bring a friend with you automation with the link to sign up for the free month as well. That might be a really good set up for us not to have to manually do it, but phone calls are great as well because then you can answer questions and you reconnect with the people and so on. But I like the referral because I always forget. I don't know why, but like I know I when I remember to do it, I do it. But I just I'm so excited to get them in and, and in the thick of things, I don't remember to ask them. Yeah, so automating it, but I think also making a part of the um uh, the program director's process. Right. Um, so in that whole process, that needs to be something that is said. Right. And it can be reminded with regards to, um, you know, automating it. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. Now the next, the next piece to that is, you know, even after they become a student, right. We want to continually to ask them for referrals. Now, Of course, we have an amazing software. They're one of our sponsors, Spark Membership. Mm-hmm. Um, at the at the bottom of every email is their own link that they can use to refer somebody. Right. Inside of the app, there's a link that they can use to refer someone. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but we've got to make sure, especially if we're using Spark, but anybody, no matter how you're wanting to do this whole referral program, we got to make sure that they are, um, that they, they know it's there and that they are utilizing it. Now, yeah. rewards, and, and I, we don't have a lot of time, but you have a referral of a lifetime program that you right. actually sell, yeah. um, you know, to people. Can you quickly kind of, uh, you know, talk about that? And, and I know like you even have different prizes at different levels and stuff like that, all the way up to a free year, uh, that they like, a, they literally can have a free year of training when they do that. Yeah. And by the way, uh, you know, I think that a lot of people are less likely to, um, buy these little short-term programs that, you know, these people sell all different coaches. But when I set up all my short-term programs, they're very topic specific. So like, for example, um, I have a referral of a lifetime program and I think it's 49 bucks and it's got a PDF and all these ideas, but a real quick idea is that we, we have to understand that there are many layers to referrals, right? Referrals are not just, hey, Dwayne, do you know anybody that you could recommend to me that runs a business for my website company? You might say, yeah, I'll think about that and try to come up with something, right? But I want to have asking you is one thing, right? Then the other referral could be, um, you know, that what we just talked about on an automation where people like I have an automation after their first month, it automatically starts and it's like an eight uh, contact automation, talking to my clients about referrals. Right. And then within it, I have all these layers of prizes. So if, for example, if someone refers a friend and they join, they get 50 bucks for everyone that they refer, they get $50. So if they get five people, they get 250 bucks. But on the fifth one, I don't give them their last 50. I give them the year for free. So four, I, I have a five to one, a five to one ratio, right? Like, so it's four to one. I mean, where four, five referrals gains me four students and I lose the payment on one, but I'm gaining four new students based on referrals, right? Then you have referrals like VIP days. Then you have outside referrals, like you mentioned before, which is business affiliation, where you like a lot of my clients will go to the local pizza parlors and give them stacks of flyers or door hangers and say, can you tape this to the box of every pizza that you sell? And I'll then in turn put your menus out on my counters and give them to every new student that signs up. So I have many layers to the referral of a lifetime. And it also talks about how to properly ask for a referral. Because <clears throat> what I just explained to you right now was the explanation of what how to get a referral. But I never ask my clients directly for a referral. Right. So I'll, I'll give you an example. I used to have an insurance guy and he would every time we did our annual meeting or quarterly meeting, he'd flip a page of paper around and put a pen down and say, can you give me five names? So I'd always give him friends that I thought would afford insurance. It was life insurance investment. So I'd give him all my friends that were wealthy or doing well. And he never got any leads. Right. So one year I was fed up and I gave him like all my friends that I thought would just blow him off. And he came back to me and said, that was the best list of referrals. I signed up all five of them. But look, <laughs> my mindset, and this is what the problem is with referrals. My mindset was the successful people would want this program, but my successful friends already had it. My unsuccessful, not unsuccessful, but the ones that were less successful, they didn't. And this was the start of them having it. So he had better referrals. So we have to also educate people. And you said this before 
on where to get referrals. Because people go, yeah, I asked all my friends, you know, Johnny's three best friends. They don't want to do it or they go to another school. But um, it's your neighbor, your your aunt, your uncle, kids in your classroom, the neighborhood bully, you know, whoever. They're all referrals. The supermarket, put your VIP pads, at, you know, uh, cards at the diner, the delicatessen, the restaurant with your name on the back. These are all forms of referring. So my program teaches people how to do that, um, how to set the referral program up and what are all the spider webs within the referral program, which ends up being like 20 or 30 different items that you could be using and, and doing to get referrals. It's, it's an entire marketing campaign. By the way, our uh, National Martial Art Appreciation Month was one leg of the referral program because that turned into excitement, into buddy week, into buddy weeks, into referrals coming in. So that's people forget that the referral program is not just, hey, Dwayne, can you give me a client a recommendation? It's like so many layers thick that people need to really think about. And I think that we're missing the boat on this. And that's why I'll put the link in the uh, chat box for the referral program where they could just go in there. I think I have a video included. And um, I also I have you do. a little video explaining the referral system. So click on that link for everyone who's interested and just check it out. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, you're, uh, you're giving it away at that price. And I've told you that, like, I told you that years yeah. ago. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, yeah. um, I, I do want it to, uh, as we were talking, um, you know, you actually brought it up. So I'm just going to say it is when I talked about the five different ways of getting customers, uh, number four, we talked about affiliates and partners and those type of things. Right. That would include what you brought up. And that means like the the donations. So yeah. we've, we put on our website a, uh, a link or uh, an opportunity for people to, um, uh, ask her for donations. Mm -hmm. And so periodically, you know, I actually go to, um, uh, uh, you know, my Facebook, I go to groups on Facebook right. Right. and I will put that link in there with a, with a, with an image to yeah. get more people in. Now, what we've done is actually inside of that form, we ask them when they fill it out to let us know if this is an annual event or not. Right. Because then if it is an annual event a month prior to that event next year, we actually contact them about getting another donation or donations. So right. I just wanted to throw that out there because that's that's partners, that's affiliates, that's businesses, that's fundraising opportunities, you know, all of those things. So you brought it up and I didn't throw them in there, but now yeah. that you did. I just actually put the link to at my checkout page that I designed for the fundraising page. And, and by the way, like you said, I go to the moms of my town, dads of my town, school systems of my town. And then I say, hey, listen, we for anyone who's looking to fundraise Chinese auctions, raise money for their organization, we are can you free, say, freely. Can you say Chinese auctions anymore? Yeah, I think is it Asian? No, it's a Chinese auction still. Um, but like I, I'm doing a Columbus Day sale and my, my one student said, um, isn't it indigenous people now? I'm like, no, it's Columbus Day. And he jokes with me, he goes, but you're part American Indian. I thought you'd be into that, you know, like that kind of thing. But anyway, for the fundraising pages, I'll then go on the page and say, hey, we want to give you something that'll help you raise money. Right. And then they just 
see it. And if they have a, something coming up, they'll fill out the page and boom, I just send them the PDF of the form. And then I had a lady who was, who did it for a marathon and she did a raffle for the marathon. And then she came in and got 600 VIP passes to give out to every runner. Wow. Yeah. I don't, I haven't gotten anything back on it yet though, but look that even if people take it and read it, it's name recognition. So the next time front of mind awareness, they're thinking about, a martial arts school, maybe our name will come or they see our ad when it's time for them to do it. And then they'll come up with, you know, they'll sign up for it. Right. So, yeah. by the way, here's my analogy. I know we're running out of time. I love survival shows like Alone, right? Like, you know, where they have to they get dropped off, you know, 20 people on an island and they, um, you know, they have to survive. And the one who lasts the longest wins the quarter million dollar prize. And I'm always yelling at the TV because they wait and they're starving, but they're waiting and they're building their home. And, you know, now they're starving and they don't have any food and they try to get food. And they so I they, they make a net and they throw it this tiny net. It's like six by six in the river. I go like, shouldn't they be putting out a bigger net or multiple nets? Because it gives them like so a net is like marketing right google adwords uh facebook ads you know then it's the the referral marketing the you know different fund rate all of these things are different nets it gives you a wider uh, wider a bigger and wider chance to collect more students so one one quick wouldn't you rather have 10 nets out that get you one fish or would you want to have a big net maybe in the wrong spot that gets you no fish right so we have to start thinking like we used to before the internet, right? Right. Start That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. What did we do prior to the internet? And, and, and we need to go back to those, those things. In, in, including the, the internet. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So to quickly recap, we talked about the scarcity stacking. Um, the, the, the two ethical ways is using scarcity in your marketing, but then also urgency. Don't just use it for your leads and prospect. Also right. use it for um, heck, use it for your 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 clients as well right. so your right. students need to utilize scarcity and urgency and just remember there's only five ways to get a customer the first four that we talked about are linear and they are they're only oh my gosh i don't know why that's doing that it's only going to get more expensive yeah. as time goes on that's weird isn't it yeah you might have said um, something profound that's <laughs> it's only going to get more expensive as time goes on so we really need to work on uh customer referrals but the uh -huh. first First start with customer referrals is to obviously ask them, train them, reward them, but also um, make it make it part of the culture mm. uh, inside of your school. Make it easy for them uh, to to refer you because you are referable. Yes. And also in my referral of the lifetime, too, I talk about creating contests. So like we did this big thing with National Martial Art Appreciation Month. It was wrapped around a theme and that theme was about the benefits of the martial arts and why it's so great. But it also was, let's show our friends why we believe the martial arts to be so great. Let's bring them in and have fun with them. And by the way, you get a reward for it. Why aren't we doing that more with, normally we just throw the referral program up. We maybe hand them a sheet. We maybe tell them about it. Um, but we're not making it exciting. Like it's got to be theme based, you know, Halloween referral. Like I have a Halloween party, bring a friend, bring a sibling half price. Um, you know, that's another way of getting people in the door, but that all locks into the referrals because a person is bringing someone we don't know that we've never met before. 
right? And that's something that we forget to do is create excitement. Like it's not really like I, I've tried every referral thing they could do, let alone giving away a car. Like I swear to God, I would give away Disney vacations for the family where, but I got it through a timeshare, which was very inexpensive, but I was eight and they were making, cause they were getting people to the timeshare, but I could give people hotel accommodations. All they had to pay for was flights. And I would give that away as part of my referral program. I gave away mini bikes, never worked because a parent, I never knew why I, I thought mini bikes were cool, but a parent didn't want their kid to have a mini bike. I had one big one in the middle of the lobby that we were, we were giving away. No one participated because they didn't want their kids getting a mini bike, you know, right. like, so you got to be careful, but you want to create excitement. We did context. We contests. We divided the dojo into two segments. We had ninja versus samurai and we ran a string across the dojo with a ninja hanging from it. And it was like, five referrals, 10 referrals, 20 referrals. Now we had the samurai and we would see who was ahead. Like as, as they got more referrals, I'd slide the piece forward, visual contests that really made a difference, right? Yep. Cause that, why do people want to do things unless it's exciting and fun for them too? Exactly. Exactly. Now more so than ever. Now more so yeah. than ever. Oh yeah. Right. It's incredible. All right. Sir. Well, thanks a lot. Yeah, dude. I appreciate you. You have an amazing day and we'll talk real soon. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Martial Arts School Learner Talk Podcast. This would not be possible if it weren't for the support of our amazing sponsors. Please check out Elite Insights for all your website needs. They can be reached at EliteInsights.com. Add Health Coaching, helping school owners create a new and easy to implement revenue stream for your school. Visit AdHealthCoaching.com. Lead Hunter Media, your online digital marketer and content provider. Visit leadhuntermedia.com. Academy Kings Growth Consulting and Management Group. They can be reached at academykings.com. And Spark Membership. Hands down the best martial arts software for school owner management on the planet. They can be reached at sparkmembership.com. We will see you next time.